Longtime Saints head coach Sean Payton is no more in New Orleans. What happens now? James and I will discuss it on the Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up? What is going on? I am Tony Wiggins. He is James Rapine. This is Locked On NFL on a Wednesday, and we thank you for making us your first listen. And reminder, we are free on all platforms, including YouTube. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button and check us out, and you never have to pay. Today's show is sponsored by this this podcast is brought to you by OnlineGaming.com, the place to be for the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGaming.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's playoffs. And I got the edge over the competition because my ride partner is shotgun with me today. What's up, James? Oh, look at that. I like that. Not not much, Tony. It's it's crazy. The news coming out of New Orleans. I, I'll be honest with you. When I, I saw all that smoke, you know, and, and you first see it and, you know, who knows what happens for Sean Payton next as we record this, we don't know. But, uh, you know, it was all oh, news net or, you know, TV networks are trying to get him and he could replace this guy or this guy on the broadcast. And I was just kind of like, or he could, you know, be a head coach. But no, Sean Payton has informed the Saints that he uh, he's walking away. Three years, $45 million left on his contract, walks away. I figured if he went to another NFL team, they would have to give up compensation for him because he is one of those guys, one of those five guys, the handful of guys that you mentioned, whether it be Andy Reid, Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, the guys that have been around Pete Carroll, the guys that have won Super Bowls, been around for a long time, that are the elder statesmen of the NFL. Of course, everybody takes a backseat belt check. But um, Sean Payton is probably in my lifetime, I'd say one of the 10 most innovative offensive coaches that we've seen. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't put him in the top five. I, I, I think, you know, there are some guys that as play callers, uh, you think about Andy Reid, you think about North Turner. Uh, of course, Turner isn't as accomplished uh, as a head coach as as Sean Payton. But there's a handful of guys in my lifetime. Don Coryell, you know, Ernie Zampezi, but there's a handful of guys that you think about and their imprint that they've had on offense. Mike Shanahan, Sean Payton is definitely one of them. And he's very, very influential. Uh, uh, for me, dealing with him at a press conference is was always good. I did it twice. And uh, he answers questions directly and makes everything really, really understandable. Doesn't give you the, uh, the coach speak that you hear sometimes. He, he talks about it in plain English. I'm actually missing, and I want to, and I'm, I'm, and I'm very interested to see not only what his next step is, but what the next step for the New Orleans Saints is. For sure, you no, know, it is interesting, and I, I'm just going to rattle off some of his his accomplishments. You know, 15 years in New Orleans is one thing; it's another to win 152 games over those 15 seasons, a 631 winning percentage. Obviously, we know about the Super Bowl seven division titles in the NFC South. And he coached, to your point about offensive innovator, he coached a top five offense 11 of those 15 years. And, you know, that that's what he's going to be remembered for. You know, I, I think that they were the best team a couple of the years where they didn't win. I know the Minnesota miracle. I, I you know, I, I think for sure, honestly, that, that they 
pro, you know, advanced to the Super Bowl and might have won the Super Bowl, and, and instead, you know, it, it's all for not. So there's there's probably a ring or two there where they could have easily won it if the best team had won it, and it didn't happen, but they did win the one. And uh, and Sean Payton is a legend, but but now where do the Saints go from here? Because they're two stabilizers for years and years and years during this run. Drew Brees, Sean Payton, uh, the the dynamic duo that got him through, helped get get him through Katrina as well, right? Uh, uh, just a catastrophic event, Hurricane Katrina, way back in two thousand six. Like there's a ton in two thousand five, two thousand six. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to see where they go now. I'm eager to find out too what what was it that did it that made him maybe it just feels like dang I mean everybody was talking about just think about all the grief Aaron Rodgers has taken and mm -hmm. some of it's been self-inflicted because of his personality but all the grief he's taken for being there for 15 years and only having one championship right yeah we don't do that to coaches Sean Payton has had had Drew Brees for most of the 15 years if not all of them that he was in New Orleans right mm-hmm and him and Drew Brees won one title together. Yeah. So just think about how when folks want their pound of flesh from one person, the way Aaron Rodgers had, has really been treated over the last couple of days here, and how they're not actually doing those same things to Brees and Peyton. I think Brees has had it better with Sean Payton than Aaron Rodgers had with McCarthy and LaFleur. So uh, it, it's just... The likability factor really determines how we treat people uh, when it comes to looking at their career accomplishments. Uh, another thing that's not mentioned a lot of is we were talking about coaching trees the other day, uh, the Shanahan coaching tree with all of the young guys. Sean Payton comes from a very interesting tree. He comes from the Bill Belichick tree, along with uh, not Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells, along mm -hmm. with Bill Belichick, Tom Coughlin, Jim Fossil. You also have Sean Payton. So if we want to stomp on the Belichick coaching tree the way we do, we have to understand that that's just the branch from the bigger tree, which is uh, Bill Parcells. And uh, three of the four coaches I just mentioned, they all won championships. Of course, we know Belichick won six, Coughlin won two, and Peyton got one. So that's eight coaches that coached under Bill Parcells that really cut their teeth. And I think at one point, Sean Peyton, when he was offense coordinator with Belichick, actually had his uh, – his play calling duty stripped. It, it was either under Bell, uh, uh, Parcells or it was under uh, Jim Foster. Somebody took his – this just shows you how your career trajectory can change. Somebody actually mm -hmm. at some point says, give me that clipboard. You ain't calling plays no more. To Sean Payton. Yeah. And now he's one of the five best coaches probably over the last 20 years. And I don't know if he's done. Could be right. done for now. You know, may never, you know, may come back at some point. I do want to get to something you said about Rodgers and Breeze and, and, uh, and Sean Payton. And I don't want to be negative. Look, Sean Payton's walking away. I was very polite when I said they were the best team and, you know, they let teams off the hook. There were multiple games where Drew Brees came up short because I think he shrunk a little bit from his six-foot frame. And, uh, and, you know, I'm not trying to turn this into one of those debate shows, but there were certainly times where they should have had another play, you know, to be made. There was another play to be made on offense and they didn't do it. And so I think it goes on the shoulders of both of them because they there were multiple times where they, I think, had plenty of talent to, to make another Super Bowl run and they never got back there. Um, that being said, 
I think some of what Aaron Rodgers has done, he, I deserve, I think he deserves criticism. He should have beat the 49ers. Right. He, he should have. Right. And, so, and so that part is fine, but I agree with you, our society, if you differ, if you have different opinions, you know, the likability factor that matters too. So you're not necessarily wrong, but just so you know, I'm not letting those guys off. You know, I, I'm no, not forgetting no, just because no, of a, a penalty against the Rams. Right. It wasn't just that. They they should have won that game. The Minnesota Miracle, they should have won that game before then, and they let the Vikings hang around. They had no business letting them hang around. And I believe they lost – I think he lost to Kirk Cousins. I think he lost to – Twice. Right. It, I think, if I'm not mistaken, hmm. didn't he Case lose to – Kirk Cousins, one and one, sorry. Right, right. Didn't he lose the Foles? He lost the Foles, right? Didn't didn't they get beat by Philly that year? Or was that I Atlanta? Sure. I, I would have to make sure. Uh, I, I think that, that Atlanta? was Atlanta. I think okay. Philly beat Atlanta. All right. But they lost to a sub-500 Seattle team. Yeah. Pre-Russell Wilson. Yep. So uh, that's the game, of course, we remember with uh, Beast Mode running up and down the field, dragging people and bumping, playing bumper cars with a bunch of people. So – it, it, when you put it under the light and you sit it right next to Aaron Rodgers' career, it kind of looks just like it. So, uh, but so folks don't want to hear the truth, but we we're gonna give it to them here on Locked On NFL. All right, we're gonna talk more about uh, where do the Saints go, what do they do from this point moving forward, and then in the third segment we're gonna have fun because I'm gonna ask James about since we're talking about the Saints and who that nation. Uh, I want to find out where this who day came from when it comes to the Bengals. Who's first? And who's biting whose style? Who who's stealing? Who? That's the question. Who's stealing whose stuff? And we're gonna talk about that on a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. We're all looking for an edge these days, and we'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is going to give you the edge you need to win big. We're all looking for an edge, and you can get it at OnlineGambling.com. All throughout the playoffs, it's almost Championship Sunday with the AFC and NFC Championship games. Before you wager, make sure you go to OnlineGambling.com and check out everything they have to help you, whether it's analysis, gambling news, tips, odds, and so much more in one spot. So make sure you go there right now. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for the latest on all things gambling ahead of Championship Sunday. Again, it's onlinegambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. And we thank you again for making Locked on NFL your first listen every day. Big announcement, the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show podcast is going on the road to L.A. for Super Week. Follow the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show today to get the most comprehensive coverage of the big game it's free and available on all platforms now you got brian you got peacock who is is a super analyst and he does it with locked on 49ers and then you have williamson who is a former nfl scout together to give you a perspective that you can't get anywhere else so make sure you tune in to that all right so replacing uh if you can uh, use that word because it's very very hard to replace a legend it's hard to replace a larger-than-life figure. And then it's just hard to replace a guy who has the credibility of Sean Payton. I, I think, you know, the, the logical thing is for the Saints to go stay in-house. They got Dennis Allen, who is right there. And Sean yeah. Payton has raved about Dennis Allen. And that defense has been – we talk about the Saints offense and Sean, Sean Payton's ability to call plays. But the last two or three years, I think the defense has actually been the biggest part of that organization. 
Yeah, and it would make a lot of sense because of what they don't have at quarterback. They don't have one of these elite guys, and who knows if they're going to get one of these elite guys. And if you don't, then, yeah, maybe you can go with a defensive head coach and, and kind of switch the identity of the New Orleans Saints moving forward. So uh, I certainly think he, he would have to be the favorite as of now. Uh, at, at the same time, I think they need to do their due diligence because this is an opportunity to to find maybe the next Sean Payton, the next guy that can stabilize your organization for 15 years. And even if you do think it's Dennis Allen, you need to look elsewhere and make sure because there's a lot of good co- coaching candidates out there and uh, a lot of vacancies. So you might as well uh, give some of these guys a look and just see because who knows? You might be surprised. It's uh, the, the Saints organization as a whole. They're at a crossroads, and it doesn't have to be a bad crossroads, but they right. have to navigate these waters correctly. And, uh, and we'll see if they're able to do that. Not only because here's the thing. Uh, if, if I'm the Saints and I'm asking Dennis Allen, well, what's he going to do? Well, what do you want to do at quarterback? What's your plan there? And and that needs to be the main thing, because I don't care if it's Dennis Allen, Tim Allen, you know, it doesn't matter. Marcus Allen, right. Marcus, yeah, name every, Ray Allen, it doesn't matter if they don't find the quarterback. And, you know, maybe it is Jameis Winston for a year in a, in a bridge quarterback, but they need to have an overall plan uh, to, to execute at, at that position. And that might be why Sean Payton's walking away. He might have said, you know what? I don't have Drew Brees anymore. Mike Thomas is more drama than he's worth, and he's been injured more than he's been healthy. Yeah, we have a good a good running back, but I don't know what I'm going to do at quarterback. I, I might get into this broadcasting game for a year or two and see how the league looks. I, yeah. I just think so, sometimes you just, you just need a reboot, and, and sure. you're wondering if the Saints are going to do what – and I know it's a different sport and a different level, but – what North Carolina does in basketball, which means we always got to have a Dean Smith disciple or we have to have someone who played here or who coached here. And sometimes that can that can shackle you a little bit. The, the first thing I would think is if you want con- continuity uh, because you still want the Sean Payton DNA in, injected into the veins of the organization, you promote Dennis Allen, the head coach, and he says, Joe Brady, come on home. And and I know Brady had a bad stint in Carolina, but nobody knows him better than the people in New Orleans. And and he knows and understands that organization because he came up through that organization. Or yeah, if you're the or if, or if you're the Saints, what you do is say, you know what? We're gonna reboot the whole damn thing. We're gonna start over and and we're gonna uh get Eric B. Enemy to come here or someone like that and, and just take it in a an entirely different direction. Uh if they want a coach who is seasoned, who doesn't mind stepping in to a role where he's going to be compared to a guy like Sean Payton. I wouldn't be surprised if they took a look at Mike Zimmer. I do mm-hmm. that. A, a guy you just mentioned, they beat him twice, right? So mm-hmm. Zim, Zimmer wouldn't come in and and want to keep going with the way that they were going. He'd come in and you're going to do what Mike Zimmer does. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think something like that it could be a possibility uh it's really, really weird right now in this part of the, 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 the offseason cycle with so many teams, including the one that I cover in Jacksonville, uh, still needing to name a head coach. So uh, I think it's going to be a fun thing to, to, to look at and examine to see if they're going to take a detour, take an exit off of the highway that they've been on for so long, or 
do they want to be a team like Green Bay or Pittsburgh and say, you know what? No, we want 50 years of this this same imprint. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, ESPN's Diana Rossini. And as we record this, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, there's going to be news and reports. Peyton hasn't talked yet. He's going to have a a press conference on Tuesday afternoon. So what we're recording this early Tuesday afternoon. And uh, Diana Rossini says, uh, quote, there were teams who knew that Peyton was trying to figure out what he wanted to do next. And he wanted to possibly leave New Orleans. Based on multiple conversations, there were teams that explored ways to make a move to hire Peyton. Um, she was told that the decision has been weighing on Peyton for quite some time. A recharge for now is the best description, according to Diana Rossini. And here's the main point. Sources also shared with her that Peyton, if he felt he was going to make a move, it had to be now. And he was told that he or she was told that he is not done coaching in the future. So there you have it. Maybe he does the network thing, but he plans on coaching at some point. And I can't help but wonder. I'm going to just throw it out here right now. I wonder if this is a one year reboot. If Mike McCarthy can't get it done, then he just goes to, to Dallas, Jerry World. There's been all those smoke. There's been all that smoke for years and years and years. Wouldn't be shocked at all if 2023 you see Sean Payton on the sidelines at Jerry World. I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, that would be a big splash, and it would be, um, it would certainly uh, bring a lot of credibility to uh, the Cowboys organization. Uh, it, it'll actually be the substance that they're missing because they, they're all swag, mm -hmm. and they don't actually have that substance. I want to know where who that and who they started getting confused in the landscape of sports. And nobody better to tell me than the guy whose team is going to the AFC championship game, right? And uh, One went away. One went. One went away, man. One went away. So James Rapine is going to educate us on who they – and what the difference is between that and who that, that the Saints fans always say. I didn't even have a clue that – there was anything uh, called who day, but we're going to find that out here in the third and final segment here on a Wednesday on locked on NFL. But first you have to download the get upside app right now. I have it on my phone and you can get it in the app store or Google play. And it's the incredible app. That's going to save you money every time you fill up. And right now when you download it, it's going to ask for a promo code, type in promo code touchdown as in Drew Brees to Michael Thomas touchdown Sean Payton coach Drew Brees to score multiple touchdowns well a ton of touchdowns let's be real here promo code touchdown for 25 cents per gallon or more off per gallon on your first fill up it is that simple it's a free app it's going to save you money every time you fill up so why wouldn't you want to take advantage of the free money you could deposit it into your bank account into your PayPal account you can get uh, Amazon gift cards with it so Download the GetUpside app, and again, for $0.25 cents off per gallon or more cash back, $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back, use promo code TOUCHDOWN with the GetUpside app. I got to let you know about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best taste of protein bar because it tastes like a candy bar and even better than a candy bar. It tastes like a pastry one day, and the macros are incredible. 130 calories most Built Bars have. Uh, these they have four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 powerful grams of protein. More importantly, it gives you a chance to put something on your palate that's not all diety and all chalky and all waxy. I, I just I was I got hit by the boogeyman, you know, the, the the COVID, and I had a hard time ingesting anything that did not taste uh like zoo dirt, right? But here's what happened: 
Built Bar was one of the things, the salted caramel flavor of Built Bar was the one constant thing that gave me the same consistent texture and taste that I had before I actually got sick. So it took care of me. It kept my body right. I was hydrated and I was also getting the protein that I needed to make sure that I got back well to health. And you can do the same thing. All you got to do is go to built.com and you're going to get 15% off of your next order of built bars by using the promo code locked 15. It's built bar built.com locked 15 is your promo code. All right. All right, Tony, let's uh, let's dive in here. You have a question for me about who day, who dat, and uh, well, I'm I'm ready for it. Let's go. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest and transparent. I don't want anybody in Cincinnati getting upset with me. When I heard who they, when I heard when I heard who they who they who they say you're gonna beat them Bengals who they, and I'm like, why are they doing the chant from the Saints and then flipping that around? But um, being a good teammate that you are, you checked me and put me on the correct street and told me that. Huda has actually been around Cincinnati since the early 80s. And uh, it probably predates who that. So instead of me thinking you guys bit or copied the Saints, turns out that they may have bit and copied the Bengals. I'm sure there's a lot of Saints fans listening naturally today. Um, first thing, I don't know enough about the who dat side of it, but I, I do know the who day part of it. And yeah, so there was this uh, beer called Hudapol Lager. And when the Bengals uh, made their first Super Bowl run in 1981, they had only been around in existence since 68. So you're talking less than 15 years into the NFL. And they make a run to the Super Bowl in that it was Houday Lager. And and so since then, it's become a thing, right? And then you hear the chants and everything like that. So I was born in 91, right? I'm going to be 31 in August. My whole life, that's been a thing in Cincinnati. I'm a Cincinnati native. So... It, it, it um, you know, maybe one copied the other. I don't know. But as, as long as I've known it, it's never been a – the Saints have never been brought out. I, I don't even – I didn't think – in fact, I, I'm confident in saying this. Until the Saints made that Super Bowl run, I don't know if I had ever heard who that. So on my end. So right. it, it's just different regions uh, right. of America and different things and fan bases. And obviously that was before social media. So you just didn't hear it as much. So – um, I think there's room for both, I would say. Um, but uh, you know, if they ever meet in the Super Bowl, then that would be uh, that'd be quite a battle. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be fun? Who that? Who they? Who that? Who they? Oh and they're going back and forth, and they're a wild bunch because you remember they opened the season here in Jacksonville with uh, Green Bay, and I oh, went yeah. to the game that day, and uh, they're a fun, fun group of people to be around. You guys gonna have some fun this week? Uh, it, just go ahead Let's and see. tell me, man. Just tell me how did it feel. How did it feel when McPherson kicked that thing through? I know you were in Nashville. This is my yep. first time getting to talking to you. How did it feel for you? And then, because I'm going to ask it for Jaguar fans. How did it feel for you knowing that just last year, bro, y'all had the number one overall pick. And now this kid kicked this ball the other day. You went in into the lion's den, basically, and walked out with a victory. What does it feel like in Cincinnati? Tell me how that felt and how does it feel right now in the fan base? For me, it's exciting because, man, I, I just want to keep covering games. I don't want right. to talk about mock drafts and off season and, you know, any of that. You know, I'm going to push that down. I know that's what you're stuck doing, right? I want to avoid right. that. I always have to do that. I want to avoid that as long as I can. And then it's exciting because I've never covered this. 
I've never covered in an AFC championship game. I've never done that. I'm going to do that at Arrowhead Stadium. So that's exciting. And I want to cover a Super Bowl, of course. Um, but no, as, as far as the fan base, they're so diehard. Like they care so damn much about the Bengals and the Bengals haven't given them a lot to cheer for. And, you know, when they drafted Joe Burrow, there was some hope. But there were so many uncertainties coming into this year. No one could have expected this. And at the same time, now that they're there and you're 60 minutes away, if you can play a high-end 60 minutes and shock the football world, you're going to the Super Bowl, you got to try to take advantage of this moment. So we'll see if they can. I know a lot of our you know national listeners probably pick the Chiefs. I think the Bengals have a shot. I don't know if I'm picking them yet as we record this. But uh, I certainly think they have a, a puncher's chance to escape Arrowhead with a win. I actually think they they do too. They remind me of the, the Dallas Cowboys of the early '90s, and uh, because of, they have a great leader at quarterback, they have a versatile running back, they have a dynamic receiver, and then they have a pretty good receiver on the other side. And then CJ Uzama, who doesn't, I don't think he gets the credit. I think he's one of the ten best tight ends in the NFL. The key for me is obviously going to be they got to block Chris Jones up the middle mm-hmm. because because Simmons almost looked like Reggie White the other day. He's and insane. Uh, yeah, he's insanely good. So for them to, uh, to win this game, uh, that's what they're going to have to do. And to find out if they can block him and what the over under is on sack totals. Listen to the Locked On Best podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. They're going to give it to you, man. Before you make one wager, you make sure you find the Locked On Best podcast and check those dudes out because they'll give you the pertinent information that you need. Put some skrill and some scratch in your pocket for championship weekend. For James Rapine, Tony Wiggins, this is Locked On NFL on a Wednesday. We thank you for making us your first listen. Until next week, do what we always say. Take care of each other. Take care. Later.